coming to you from the pit in Arroyo Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Dog. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. John, good to see you, man. What's up? That was a start do-over. It's a do-over. Which is a really good book by John Acuff, by the way. Do-over. Um, so what's going on? We watched the UFC this weekend. That's one thing. Um, didn't see Bellator, but I did see, um, I did see that beautiful knockout. Um, um, Were you at Bellator? No. No, that wasn't you. I thought no. I saw you there. I know, because Chuck, that was not funny. <laughs> Chuck, like, posted a picture of some fat guy, some fat ball guy with a... He had a goatee. With a goatee and glasses, and he goes, oh, I didn't know John was at the Bellator. It, it, it definitely wasn't me. But, uh, what's your name? Got a knockout. Um, 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 um what's some cray, uh, you know. Who? Are you talking about the Bellator fight? Yeah. I didn't see Bellator. Uh, yeah, she got a knockout. Um, I'll find it for you. Yeah, she got a knockout in the first. I don't know what round it was in, but it was a. The girl quit in a cyborg. Um, You're talking about Chris Cyborg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She got a really nice. It was funny because when the referee. It was. Uh, the referee's a big guy with the crazy beards and uh, a cra- crazy mustache that, you know, he bare, uh, he uh, He braids. Anyway, when he pushed her back, she went like flying back on and ended up on her back. So it looked like it was a double knockout. Was it the guy with the big long yeah. braids on his face? He was at a UFC fights too. Oh, really? Was it a different night? Um, I didn't see Bellator. UFC was Saturday night. Huh. Maybe Bellator was Friday. I don't know. Yeah, usually he, is. He was, he was refing uh, Saturday? I thought he the was. Fight was. In uh, fact, he jumped on one of the fighters to save him in that fight. Huh. Wow, okay. I did not see that. I didn't see him in any of the fights on uh, the UFC. But, yeah, he could have been. He, he gets around a lot. He's become one of the superstar uh, refs. Um, but, anyway, okay, so. We got Curtis Blades KO'd um, Junior DeSantos in the main event of the UFC I think it was 166, Fight Night 166, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it was it was bittersweet. I mean, it, I mean bitter because I hate to see Junior lose, you know. But I mean, I like to see a, guy, a new guy coming up that's really good. He seems like a really humble, nice guy, hard-working guy and he ended up uh he ended up winning. Um Junior will be back. He looks like he didn't get hurt too bad. He had a kind of weird, like, keeping his left hand really low, and the, and the, uh... Was he trying to time an uppercut with that? No, because he was throwing the uppercut with the other hand, but he was keeping his left hand low, and the, the, the commentator was saying, you know, he keeps it low like that for the underhook, but I'm thinking, I'd rather be, not get the underhook and get taken down, than get caught with an overhand right and get knocked the fuck out completely at least if i get taken down i have a chance of getting back up so to me it makes much more sense to keep your hand up and go for an overhook 
they keep your hand down, get knocked out while you're going for an underhook. So, kind of a weird strategy and a weird um, weird way to think about that. Another thing, I didn't like him trying to time the uppercut when he pulls back the uppercut and brings it like a full-on uppercut as opposed to just a quick like shot stopper. But bringing his hand all the way back gave the guy a lot of extra time to get in and and land. He landed like, I think he landed two shots before he finally knocked him out while he was doing that uppercut. And uh, it just seemed like a lot, of the, it didn't seem like the, the, the risk was worth the reward. You know, it had a really, uh, I mean, the ROI would be good if he landed that really good uppercut. Well, they were striking at the same time. He was throwing that uppercut when he caught the right hand. Yeah, he was, and he already hit, but he not only just threw the uppercut from here, he like wound up with it, and his left hand was low, so it just, it didn't make for good defense while throwing his offense, and he got knocked out. But my, my point was, he got tagged, I think with two right hands while he was trying that uppercut, so it seemed like it could have been like kind of a, a little red, uh, red flag going up, thinking, okay, I'm not going to throw that. This guy's got it timed. Well, also, he was trying to get... Curtis Blades was trying to get the takedown. Yeah. And a shot stopper type shot, he didn't throw any of those when he was no. trying to get the takedown. No. But he did a pretty good job of evading the takedown. Yeah, he's, he has great takedown defense, but I don't think his takedown defense is great when his left hand is so low, especially when he's fighting bomb bombers like Nangano, Derek Lewis, and now Curtis Blades. So... It just seems that that like that strategy needs to change a little bit, but okay. So he got KO'd in the second round. It was round two. Yep. Yeah, and um, um, looked like round one was pretty even. Um, I don't know who I would have given it to, but it's a moot point. Uh, he got KO'd. The semi, the semi main was uh, RDA Rafael dos Anjos against uh, Michael Chiesa. And the first, uh, the first round, I don't know, I think it was pretty even all three rounds, but I think it was definite uh, Michael was winning because he got the takedowns. And, and I think the reason that he was getting the takedowns was because um, he was able to back RDA up, at, up, up to the fence every time. RDA didn't circle out at all. He didn't use lateral movement. He either went straight in, went, and he was doing good when he was going straight in, but then when, when Chiesa started uh, throwing his combinations, RDA went straight back. He got caught on the cage, I think, every time and got taken down. I think he got taken down six out of eight times. So he got taken down a lot. It seems like he should stay in the middle more, which he was doing better in the middle of the cage. And circle more. So anyway, he got caught, and um, he's he's an expert on uh, you know jujitsu as well. But Chiesa is so long, and he was just he was the aggressor um, for the on the ground. So he he, he won a I think a pretty easy decision. Um, yeah, I think it wasn't a wasn't unanimous decision for him. And yeah, he got, wasn't he had, easy. Wasn't easy fight. I don't mean that, but it was. He won the decision easily. I don't think anybody watched that fight and said, ah, who won? No, and he knew he won. 
and RDA knew he lost before they announced it. So good, good for him. I love Michael Chiesa, and I hope he goes a little farther. I would, I would. He, did, he didn't do a post-fight interview. Did you see that? No, I know. <laughs> it didn't last very long. <laughs> he just said, uh, "He said, okay, I want to fight Covington. Bye." Or and something. then ran away. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. He was, he's he's got a shit. He's got a shit ton of personality, and he's got a huge heart, and he has uh, he has a lot of skill. I like him to work on his hands a little bit. Mike, if you watch this, give me a call. Let me let me help you out. Even though I got another seventy right now, pounder, I, I would work with you because uh, because I think you need just like two things that I two uh, techniques I could help you with. But anyway, if you watch this or anybody watches this knows Chiesa, send this video to him. Anyway, um, I love him. I just love his person. I you know, and, and RDA is a really nice, respectful, humble guy as well. But he just he just wasn't on. He just didn't have any zing, you know. And and he's such a good trainer. And maybe maybe his trainer was a little uh, busy because he was he was he was he was working with Cyborg too. Jason Perello, great camp. He works with he works with RDA. He works with Cyborg. He works with uh, he works with um, Tito as well, who's who's you know making a huge. Uh, Re resurgence into uh into the relevance of MMA right now, so uh, Jason Prella is uh, I work with him at season nineteen in the uh, uh, Ultimate Fighter. Great, great coach. So anyway, so we got that one. Then before that was uh, Jordan Espinosa. Um, how come they don't put all the winners on the same side? Um, <laughs> it's Alex Perez won that. Fight. Yeah, Alex Perez won that, but uh, yeah, yeah, he won that fight with a beautiful. Uh, I think it was the second round. Could have been the first round one. Okay, beautiful, um, a beautiful wrong-sided arm head uh, arm arm triangle, or arm arm choke head and arm choke from the wrong side. He just he just fucking muscled it from a half guard, I think. On the wrong side, but anyway, he just had it. He he like he scooted him. He said he's been working on that technique. Another great camp, un really under uh, under mentioned camp. Where is he um, from? Underrated. He's from a Yamas camp, and that's in uh, um, that's in Orange County. That's actually where uh, Ian Ian McCall trains, and he has a shit ton of fighters. He and he's a busy guy, man. Kalaniyama is like traveling everywhere. He has like Bellator, PFL, UFC. He, um, he even has like Tachi Palace fighters, and he's going to all their fights. He's one busy trainer. So Kalaniyama doing a great job, and uh, um, yeah, uh, Perez won that fight with that crazy choke, and he he choked him unconscious. Very respectful guy. Went over there and. Um, just you could tell he was super concerned about his his fallen opponent and just a great seemed like a really good guy and he, like I say he's from a great camp. Well, his quote after the fight was he practices his squeeze all the time. Uh, yeah. So he's oh, able to do that. He knew another one from his camp. One of my fa my favorite female fighter, the Cookie Monster, Esparza. Oh yeah. She's from that. She's same, from there too. She's from there so, too. Oyama is that what you said? Yeah, Colin Oyama. He's from Hawaii, like I am. No He's wonder a, you like him. I love him. I love Colin Oyama. So anyway, so that was that one. Then, then before that one, they had another one. Um, it's ciphers. Yeah, we had. She was tough as nails. 
I mean, as soon as the fight started, it was just like, it was a matter of time. Um, first round what wasn't close, but Hannah Cyphers is non-stop, no gear. There's no quitter. I'll say it, I've said it like every show, because every card where there's a female, um, they're just tough as shit. I mean, you, they're every bit as tough as guys. She's every bit as tough as any guy. But she didn't have that much. The skill was like lower, a lot lower than Angela Hill. And Angela Hill finally got her down and just pounded her with fucking brutal elbows. She was not even thinking of quitting. Like there was no tapping near. She wasn't even near tapping or just covering up to quit. She was just trying to get out and trying to get back on her feet and ended up just ate too many and the referee saw enough and, and uh, really good stoppage. Uh, but Angela Hill is, is definitely, definitely a, a straw weight contender. She looked great. So there was that fight. And then there was a um, tall guy. Looked kind of like a, kind of like had a Mike, uh, kind of like a John Jones look. Like just that tall, lanky, not really buff or muscular. but Kind of like Jamal Hill? Yeah, Jamal Hill. I think same height and everything. Same kind of build. Uh, and he fought this short, stocky, muscular guy. Um, uh, Steve, what is this? Stoic? Stoic, right? Darko. Starko, Starko. Um, um, from one, I think he's from like Poland or something. And uh, Darko Stosik, yeah. Yeah, like Stosik. And he just came out fucking. Uh, it it honestly looked like he was gonna tag him in the first round, and I think I think. Um, I think Jamal was a little lax with his with his uh, defense in the first round. He got tagged. He got. I think his, he got his knees buckled in the first round, um, and then uh, and then he started using his distance more and more lateral movement, and uh, and um, he he did get taken down, but he had beautiful. He just popped right up. Um, he has beautiful get off the bottom uh, skills. Because this guy looks strong and powerful and really good. Looked like when he got him down, it was like, oh shit, he's going to start pounding him. But Jamal Hill was able to just pop right back up. Every time he got taken down, I think he got caught with a couple shots one of the times. But he got taken down a few times, but he popped up every time. And he didn't really get any damage. So, um, good fighter on the horizon. I think that makes him 7-0 and now. Um... Um, and right. he's seven and zero. He's seven and zero now, and I th I think he's going places. Was he's, that his debut in the UFC? I think it was. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah, I think he fought on not Ultimate Fighter, but the other one, Contender Series. I think we're going to be hearing him, hearing about him again. But then, then again, we got guys Reyes already fighting for the title with John Jones, and then we got Johnny Walker. So we got a we got a, a preponderance of. These lanky, tall, light heavyweights that that are really skilled. So that should be interesting. But then we had a fight I want to talk about was uh, the uh, one, Nick Lentz. Yeah, Nick Lentz in the uh, it in was the in the prelims. Um, he fought uh, Arnold Allen and lost the decision. He lost the decision. He kept coming forward, um, but Arnold. Uh, what was Arnold's last name? Um, Allen. Arnold Allen, yeah. Arnold Allen, um, 
It was a close fight. I could um to be honest, um it was really close. I do think Arnold won. But it seemed like if Lentz just turned it up a little bit, he could have won. But come to find out, he got a vicious eye poke that the referee didn't see. I didn't notice it. He said he, it was in round two. And he did brush his eye away a couple times, but he didn't make it clear. If he made it clear to the ref, the ref, they would have gone back on a, uh, on a, you know, a, a slow-mo, and they would have seen it. And then it, he would have either got a rest or at least maybe he could have got a no contest because he's he's wearing a patch right now. He had to go right to the ER after the fight, and he has like he has like vis you know visible damage to his eyeball. You know he can't see it's closed, and when he opened it to show the camera, you could see that there's some visible bruising to his fucking eyeball. And I mean, well, he, he had blood in the sclera, which is the white yeah. part of your eye has blood in it. I've seen people get that from sneezing. So yeah, but did you see the way it was closed and <laughs> his eye was swollen? Shut, yeah, which can still, happen from getting punched in the face. Yeah, but but no, it was it wasn't like a swollen like like bruising around it as much. He had a little bruising around his face, but the eye had like that slow like that swollen when you wake up with pink eye. It was like swollen shut. Yeah, you, you can guys see, can you watch can see the, the video. video online. Yeah, watch just the type, video. Just type in Nick Lent's eye injury. Yeah, and he has a little video of him prying his eye open so you can see his eye. Looked, you can't really tell what damage he has without yeah. looking in his eye and the doctor looking at it. He had a patch over his eye, and he's got an appointment, I'm sure, with the eye doctor to take a yeah, look. Yeah, that's at too it. bad. That's too bad though that when that happens. But um, you could tell it bothered him a couple times. I didn't notice it till after. I saw the video of him talking about his eye. Then I was watching that fight. Then I, because I was waiting to see a clear cut eye gouge, but I didn't see one. But I did notice that he rubbed his eye a couple times during the fight, but nothing like, hey, rough. He just kind of brushed his eye around. So every time I've seen a severe eye poke in MMA, you see it because of the reaction yeah. to the eye poke. So, yeah. You see it because the guy covers his eye immediately. He's like, I just got poked in the eye. Yeah. And then you see it in slow motion on the replay. And you're like, oh, yeah, he just got his eye gouged. You, you do. But, but it's really hard to catch those. Right. And, I mean, and, maybe for the ref being in the ring live, it's easier I, to see. I, I think it would be even more, uh, more difficult maybe. to see. But it wouldn't. But you be see either. the reaction to it. You see yeah. the reaction to the eye poke. And maybe he should have reacted a little better. Maybe he's so fucking tough, he just didn't even react to it. But whatever the reason, nobody called it on it. He lost a close decision. Um, I think it was 29, 28, 30, 27, and 29, 28. I think that's what it was. I definitely think he was in the fight the whole time. He was coming forward, but he wasn't moving his head enough, and he was typical Nick Lentz, just like want to go bang. Um, and uh, <laughs> He's um, had a lot of fights. Yeah. 43, 5, 44 fights? Yeah, he's, he's been Man, sure. he's been around. Yeah, he has. And, so and Arnold Allen's got like seventeen fights, but he's sixteen and one. Yeah, he's he's pretty damn good. But I, I think you know, I don't know if that that eye poke uh, made a difference or not. But uh, it was terrible to see. So Nick Lentz in the video said he's he could see three or four people, so he knows something's wrong with his eye. I don't know how you see that many different people. You can see two. You never know. What if there was actually you know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there were that many. Some people. You know, sometimes I actually like. Okay, yesterday I'm outside. I honestly heard somebody saying, John, John, over here. And there was no one there. That's a little worrying. <laughs> it is. It's, <laughs> it's worrisome. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't even care anymore if I'm hearing voices. But So we got that. And, and uh, 
What else? I'm kind of worried about you, John. I'm worried about your shoulder. I think we're going to send you for an MRI. My Against shoulder. his will. We're going to have to medicate John and put him I in mean, the MRI I've been machine. going so crazy on my shoulder. It's, it's never... And yeah, I think something could be seriously wrong with it, but it's never felt better for like so many years. It's always bothered me. But it's like, it's it's so... It's more flexible than it's ever been. and But it's isolated my, my brachial... Uh, Attendant. It's, it's, that's the only thing I feel now. I used to feel tight all over, but now it's like this. And I, there might be a rotator cuff tear. But anyway, other than that, everything's great physically. And, and talking about that, I was thinking, like, and I know this is great for us. I know even newer for you, but it's great for me too. It's like walking around, it's like you think, sometimes people think, could I, like, if you see a guy, he's a rough guy, and you're at a bar, or something gives you a look, you think, could I, if I had to, could I protect, forget myself, could I protect my family? And, and I, I'm thinking, I was thinking about that the other day, because I, I don't know, so I, I look at so many violent things on, online to try to go over different techniques and different ways people attack, and there's just so many things that people do, but there are some things that that are are, 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 uh, are giveaways. And the reason, the reason I started thinking about this was the violence that I watch all the time because I'm such a self-defense guy and I'm such a Tony Robbins guy. So I'm thinking, could I protect my family if somebody attacked them? And when people think, eh, probably not, maybe, you know, maybe I should train. But then they're never going to because Tony Robbins says, you have to turn a should into a must or you'll never, ever do it. Like, should I make more money to support my family better? And you're never going to do it. You'll just be fucking lazy and stupid or whatever. But then if you think, I must make more money, my family has to live better, I need to have security when I retire. Say that. You know what I mean? I, that's one thing I think about a lot now. Do I have enough to retire? So I must. So there's, there's a couple things I'm doing right now that I never would have done if I just th- thought should. But you, I won't be able to do any of this shit if somebody just fucking attacks me in the Walmart parking lot walking after buying my Haagen-Dazs uh, Swiss almond uh, chocolate ice cream, which is my favorite. So I train. So I must fucking train. Even when I don't feel like it, even if something hurts... I'm going to train because I must fucking train. And you you probably feel like that too now. Well, from a medical perspective, if you're in good shape and you're attacked by whatever, a, corona, right. a coronavirus <laughs> or whatever, you, you, know, right. you get the flu, you, know, you see people that have reserves, that have, they're in good physical condition when they get sick. Those are the people that make it. It's the people that aren't in good physical condition when they get sick. And, you know, this virus that's going around killing people in um, China, it's attacking people, and it's the people that are weakened for some reason that, you know, succumb to that and that die. And that can be from, un, you know, uncontrollable things. It can happen to the elderly or to the young. But you can be in terrible physical condition just from being in terrible physical condition. Yeah. So I, I think just being in good shape is. protects you from the attackers that I know. Like injury and illness, right? <laughs> now, and also the attackers that 
where were we last night? We were at some seedy in and out me and my family, coming back from San Jose. It but you're not in the a, car, right? No, we went in. You went in? It is not a good oh. situation, but it's like, well, you're right. You want to be able to protect your family in those situations, too. Or you keep yourself out of those situations the best you can. So you, so when you, when you, when you think of that, you think, well, I want to be in shape because I, do, I want to fight off viruses and sickness and I want to be strong and I don't want to hurt my back all the time when I lift up. Exactly. But, but then again, if somebody attacks you, you can't fucking burpee your way out of a fucking attack. You have to also know the proper <laughs> techniques of, of defending yourself. Now, on top of that, right, with that, combined with that, you got the conditioning. Now, it's, it, there's, it's not a zero-sum game. It's what not one without getting, the other. So you're saying he started getting attacked and then just started doing burpees? Yeah, what if you just did that? <laughs> they might go away. <laughs> they might just fucking turn you over and beat the living shit out of you. But, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not one or the other. I don't think it's one or the other. Like, it's both together. One without the other is... That's like, I think CrossFit is great if you already know how to fight and you already have you know, all the skills, but... CrossFit in and of itself, what are you going to do, a fucking overhead squat if somebody's fucking trying to attack you? No. But then again, if you take a little karate... You might be able to use that rope motion. If you take, if you, <laughs> then they don't even do that much. But if you do a little karate, but you don't have the strength like CrossFit, then you're screwed as well. So when you put the two together like CrossFit or Hawaiian Kempo... Chocolate and peanut butter. Then right. you have both of them. It's a no, how, what's the downside of that? There there's, no, there's no downside. There's only an upside. And you see it in MMA over and over again. The guy with the cardio that goes into deep rounds, man, they win. Right. Or I the, feel it in our class. Right. At the, or, end, of, end of class when I'm sparring with a 19-year-old. You do. and then Or you look at someone like, uh, you know, you look at someone like Curtis Blades because he had the skill and the knockout power. He was, forget the conditioning, he was able to knock out uh, Junior DeSanto because he had the power and the technique to knock him out. So putting those two things together, like if it went into the fourth or fifth round, then the cardio would come out. He has to have both. But if fight, most fights last less than 20 seconds. Most, most street fights la last less than 20 seconds. So power and explosive, explosiveness and skill are much more important than cardio in a 20-second fight. You know what I mean? To totally. But... With that, with that, uh, with that said, um, with that adrenaline dump, that comes on quickly, and that's when that's when the anaerobic uh, explosion type workouts. Like, oh, you don't even know what you guys are doing tonight. <laughs> it's class in about fifteen minutes, and there, I have a whole workout plan for them. Um, Sounds good. And today, today's is hopefully it's no one jumps me after I leave here. It's then testing. I just won't be. <laughs> You're, won't you're be gonna, able to fight you're, just, you're gonna lay down and just, you would lay down and just say just rape me just rape me right now that's all paraphrasing maybe <laughs> and my mom my mom always criticizes my online stuff usually it's my political stuff which isn't has nothing to do with this that's my other one but she's she's criticizing this one because if we have we have this camera now yeah but usually we have the uh the camera on the uh, on the um, on the computer, and we're it's, it separates us. 
So my mom actually wrote me. She goes, you guys need to get closer together. And she sent me a picture of... Uh, <laughs> I didn't uh, see this. Yeah, she sent me a picture of us. Uh, and it was... Uh, I guess we were too far away. So she said... <laughs> yeah, so she, sent, she sent me this picture. You guys see it? Uh, it's hard to see. You can see half of me and less than half of me and less than half of you. Anyway, she sent me that picture because I guess we're separated when it's the closer camera. So this camera works better. So we're going to use this one. But anyway, so that's it, guys. Remember, you have to be able to, you have must. to be able to take care of your, it's a must. Yeah. You have to do it. Not you should be able to protect your family. You think you should go train to take care of your family. You must be able to take care of your family. So you must train to take care of your family because if you don't, who is going to? No, but but it also applies across the board, not just if you get attacked, but you train, you stay in good physical condition, you can continue to stay healthy and, and support live. your family. Yeah, that would be nice too. Great. Yeah, you, you have to do both. Speaking <laughs> of that, you know... You know we got, I got my son, my stepson, my third stepson's living at the house now. I your, had two. Your first stepson. Well, there's. The oldest. Yeah, the oldest. Now I got three. So it's me and Heather, my wife, and three of her boys. Any more going to move in? No, but I don't have a chance now. Now every time I yell at her, one of them's going to hit me. Now I got three of them fucking ganging up on me. So I got to. It's going to keep you stronger. Oh Jeff. my God, it'll make me stronger or kill me. Anyway, guys, thanks for coming. Make sure you spread this. Uh, this uh, uh, podcast, this is the podcast. Do we get any, do we even have any, uh, I don't even know if we got any. it worked. What? Did we even get anybody uh, uh, commenting? Are we even on right now? It recorded. Yeah, but did, wait, 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 shit. Oh, shit. Do we even, let me just make sure we're even on. Anyway, we'll figure uh, it out. We'll figure this on, we'll figure this out, but. So big fight's coming up in two weeks. John Jones is fighting. Kurt or uh, who else is fighting? Derek Lewis is fighting. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we're on, we're on, we're on. Do we have any? We have nine comments. We have some comments. Oh, they didn't come up on here. No. You're on. You're on. Good evening. Trying to meal meal. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, I'll I'll read these later. But I okay. So it did come up. That's good. All right, guys. All right, thanks for coming. Please share this. Tell everybody about this podcast. This is the best podcast on MMA, martial arts, self-defense, and, uh, and sports medicine. All right, John. Until next time. Bang.